0: Hey everybody, Gwen here, sitting next to our President of Research and Discovery. Hello. That is Steve. And today we are going to talk about expectation gaps. And I first heard this phrase at work, and I thought it just applied so wonderfully to many different aspects of life. And today we're going to talk about expectation gaps and outdoor recreation. For a little context, let me tell you how uh, this came about at work. I was talking with one of our um, repair guys, and we were coordinating a big equipment install and some repairs of some other things, and we were going through the checklists of what had to happen when, and he said, okay, let's go over this one more time so we don't have an expectation gap, and I just busted up laughing. I thought it was such a great way of saying, so somebody doesn't drop the ball, so, you know there isn't miscommunication. It was just a really lovely way of saying, okay, let's, let's make sure we've got this dialed in. But I think expectation gaps apply in outdoor recreation quite a bit because we've got these big grand ideas about what the experience is going to be like. But inevitably, you know, there's those uncontrollables of weather or kids getting hungry or what else? Injury. What can you think of? lack of cardiovascular fitness of your wife,
1: trail conditions, (laughs) trail conditions, animal encounters. Um, definitely the, the kids throw a, a wrench in there from time to time, uh, equipment failures, uh, maybe forgetting to bring something. Um, you know, there's various things that can happen, uh, along the way.
0: But one of the things we've learned after, you know, Kind of getting out there on a consistent basis over the years is there's just so many great things that come out of any trip um short uh you know one mile jaunts up a trail or longer floats down a river that we've we've kind of decided that leave your expectations at home right, and just go with the adventure, make some plans, but there's just so much out there. Uh, that's worth experiencing and ways to pivot when obstacles do come your way um so let's talk about maybe our most recent expectation gap and tell us tell us about the sinks trail and um why you thought that would be a good choice for us that weekend <laughs>
1: Well, uh, I might have set the bar just a tad too high on that one. Uh, it was a trail that I did uh, two summers ago. So uh, for myself, it was not a challenging trail. And it had been two years, and so I think maybe in my mind it was a little easier than it really was. Uh, but I figured the kids have been riding their bikes quite a bit. And they're getting a little older. Um, we have taken them to the Pendleton Trails, a few times and they'd seem to do okay there. And I said, well let's let's get us all out into the into the mountains and on a you know, a single track trail and we'll see uh, where our skill levels at.
0: And so the Sinks Trail is in is near Jubilee Lake and um, so you head up to the Tollgate area and uh, that information is found on our website. The trail is what what, a little over five miles? It's about
1: five miles. And yes. it's an
0: out and back. And so it ends at jubilee lake and you can hike it or mountain bike it it is not open to motor vehicles no correct? motor vehicles
1: and no electric bikes as of this time it's electric bikes are considered a motor vehicle uh through the Forest service so pedal power only
0: perfect well your pedal power is a little bit different than my pedal power and the kids' pedal power so how did that day go what did you think we were going to do and what do we end up doing
1: so my, my thought process on this was, it's probably going to be a challenge, but having the lake at the end, especially the rope swing, was enough of uh, the uh, prize at the, the end of the road to, to keep them motivated and keep them going, even though there was going to be some times where we had to get off the bike and maybe push or t- you know, take breaks along the way. Um, so it starts off a little bit steeper than I remember. So there's a little bit more walking than I originally well that I thought was gonna happen. Um, and our daughter being six, uh it didn't help that she got car sick on the way there. Uh, I think that That's was good. I
0: forgot about that. <laughs> that was that was definitely an expectation gap. I thought we would get there without vomiting, but yeah, we didn't.
1: <laughs> usually the kids uh they do pretty well in the back roads, but sometimes, you know, those windy roads. And they're a little bit bumpy. Um, both kids have been susceptible at times to getting a little car sick. And we were, you know, less than a mile away from making it. And our daughter just couldn't quite... Uh, keep it together. Keep it together. So She had a little, started
0: with a little bit of uh, a setback.
1: Yeah. So after, you know, after that and then getting to the trail and, you know, her stomach was a little upset and uh, a little bit of a steep trail to get going after that probably didn't help things but uh she was a trooper she tried um we had to walk a little bit um take some breaks we made it about a half a mile and then that's when the uh it's not a meltdown but starting to shut down it, it wasn't it wasn't as exciting as i had we didn't uh, made it out flow. to be the flow was off um our son was extremely motivated by the rope swing at the lake. Um, even though he was having a little bit of a hard time at it as well. Um, he was
0: not doing well with the idea that we wouldn't make it. And at our pace, right. we wouldn't make it by midnight. So it was kind of clear early on that it it wasn't going to happen. And he does not do well with uh, changes in, in planning. So we had one that was clearly not going to make it. I was struggling. Our son was ready to go but um it just it just we knew early on it wasn't going to make it which is where we came up with the 1 mile rule and so this is obviously not our first trail and this has happened to us before whether hiking or mountain biking whatever we do we've kind of come up with the idea that we're going to go at least a mile um, regardless of how the first half mile goes, we're going to go a mile. And so uh, that's what we did. We made it a mile. We got to our goal. So at least we accomplished that. And the return journey was actually lovely. So I think at least that saved the trip because all that climbing and walking we had done um, really paid off because, I mean, our son just zoomed down. He was gone and out of sight to the point where I was kind of looking over the steeper edges just to make sure... He wasn't at the bottom of something, but I mean, I think they left feeling like they had a good time because that was really their first downhill mountain biking experience. Because even right. on Umatilla Rim, that's that we keep them up on the, flats. Them on the flat. Yeah. So, so it was saved. It definitely wasn't what we thought it was going to be.
1: Well, but no, it, it was. It took us forty five minutes to go that mile. So to give you an idea that's, <laughs> that's a pretty slow speed and to to go back down took us about 10 minutes. Right. Um so we didn't make it to the lake. Um our son's bubble was burst. Um but the downhill ride you know for for the disappointment of not making it to the destination, they also got good skills in mountain biking down a trail that's bumpy in places. Um, it's a narrow trail, so it's single track, you know, so you got to have good coordination and balance and, you know, our daughter, you know, learning to use her brakes, going downhill and not, you know, getting scared and dropping her feet down and just, you know, Mm -hmm. good mountain bike skills were developed. Um, but that was not obviously the, the goal of the trail. Right. Um, but still something good comes out of it. Um,
0: you always learn something. And so the more and more you leave expectation, at home, the the better your trip will be, right? Like, it's about the experience is what you learn about yourself. You know, I think it taught the kids a lot about, you know, just persevering and um, a lot about how we can all probably improve our cardiovascular fitness. I'm probably speaking for myself on that one. But uh, you always learn something. And so that's, what we tried to teach them and ourselves about that.
1: Right. And that one mile rule, you know, part of that that I like to think of is it's when you're going through, you know, a challenging time like that, I mean, you're, you're setting an end point. And so there's a new goal to be had. Um, and it's just teaching you that sometimes things aren't going to be easy and pleasant or enjoyable. Sometimes it's, you got to go through some of the rough patches, Mm um, uh,
0: Well, I think that's the beautiful thing about outdoor recreation is it might mean something different to you than it means to me, you know? And I think, I'm going to speak for you for a second and then I bet you, you can tell me if you agree. But I think a lot of what you enjoy is the challenge of it and um, pushing yourself physically to get up a mountain or to, you know, hone your skills technically either on the river or on, on a bike. And that's definitely what it is For me, too, I do enjoy that part, but for me, I like to slow down, and I want to try to learn a lot about what's around me, so identifying species and, you know, try not to pack a bunch of books, but learn about what we're seeing, and it just seems to add more and more layers, and I think you could ask a room of 100 recreators, and they would all tell you that they get something different out of it than the next person. Mm -hmm. And so when you're recreating with other people, I think an expectation gap can occur there is you might want to make it to the top of this mountain in in record time. And this is about fitness, um, and, and pushing yourself. And I might want to hang back and, you know, stare at a banana slug for a while. And and those are two very different experiences and paces right there. Um, Don't you think that it it does definitely mean something different to everybody?
1: You know, and feeding off of that, uh, there was, well, again, I think it was two or three years ago, um, different trail. So down uh, by the Umatilla Forks area, we're going up the Lick Creek Trail from the bottom. And the idea was to hike up to the top, up to Grouse Mountain. And we dropped uh, our son off, my daughter and I dropped our son off at school. And uh, then we headed straight down to the trail. And the idea was to go hike it. And, you know, up and down, come back, go pick them up. The school was done. Uh, trying to think off the top of my head. I think that's, oh, maybe it's, I think the Lick Creek Trail is a little over three miles, I think, from the bottom up to where it ties into the Grouse Mountain Trail. Then it's another couple miles, you know, out Grouse Mountain. And I had this idea of I'm going to juggernaut it. I'm going to put the daughter on the shoulders. I'm going to carry her. And we're just going to march up this hill and, 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 and conquer this thing. But in doing that, your head down kind of just, you have a different mentality. You're not stopping to enjoy the scenery or what's around you. It's just uh, grind it out, get to the finish line, grind it out, get to the finish line. And so, and we didn't make it to the top on that trail either. That was <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was an expectation yeah, gap. Yeah, that
1: was a problem. I ran into like, knee deep snow and I went through another, you know, a couple hundred yards of that. And okay, this isn't, this isn't going to work. I'm going to run out of time uh, or worse, you know, I mean, I got, you know, a three-year-old daughter with me at the time. I didn't want to get myself into a bad situation. So I had to call that one a little bit early.
0: Well, in that same area, think about the difference of just one trail over on the nine mile mm -hmm. trail. When we did that with the kids, um, that was one of their first bigger hikes, I would say, because that, that thing just kind of climbed. It's a steep climb. It's a steep kind of switchback climb, but they had a great time. And, just to distract from the um difficulty of that trail we came up with the rainbow game and that's actually come in handy a couple of times um when we kind of divert their focus from the you know physical stress of the activity and get them to refocus on finding something so our rainbow game is often something we use when we need to keep them moving but not not get them focused on um maybe the struggles they're having, and so how that works is we just have them look for something it can be a plant or animal, whatever, and they have to find all the colors of the rainbow, and you wouldn't believe it at all times of the year. we can usually make that happen so and that that'll buy you some good time as well, probably a good you know, hour in most cases wandering the trail and and finding different things and we stop and talk about it so we catch our breath a little bit. So just being able to um kind of create these little moments for families or yourself when you're out there to refocus the effort and to remind yourself to slow down that it is a good connection with nature and and there's a whole lot out there that I don't understand and know what it is and that's part of it it can be part of it if that's you know what you're out there to do so um i think developing kind of your go-to set of coping mechanisms um definitely helps uh and i can think of another another (laughs) another coping mechanism i have is counting to a (laughs) hundred do you want to where were we on that time
1: uh, was, was that the Slickier?
0: That was Slickier. Yeah. Yes, I remember that vividly. Um, yeah. So the Slickier Trail is in the Wanaha uh Wilderness area. And it's a gorgeous trail. It really is. And it just dives down to the Wanaha River.
1: Sweet and country, for see, sure.
0: It is. And you start up top and you just have this wonderful you know, kind of skipping down the mountain, really big views. And then kind of you get to the bottom and you're cooling off. You've crossed a couple of creeks and it occurs to you, you have to go back up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a little deceiving uh, because it goes in different kind of uh, different angles. There's a sharp descent and then it starts to flatten out or kind of goes, it goes difficult, (laughs) medium, and then mild. Uh, For some, it might be just difficult all the way through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh yeah it's uh it can definitely catch you off guard, uh, especially on the way down when you're full of energy and it's you know gravity's helping you out, you're just kind of chatting away, not thinking about it until you get to the bottom, and then you do realize, yeah, you've got to go back up and oh, maybe it won't be so bad. And it was bad I did I did
0: poorly. Steve was wonderful and was really encouraging, but it it got to a point for me where the ascent the the angle of that just was just messing with. My physical abilities, and so I ended up. I I often have to do things in groupings, and this is how I would train for sports. I had to break it down in my head, and so I was. I think I was to the point of counting a hundred steps, taking ten deep breaths. Counting a hundred steps, taking ten deep breaths. Um, so, again, just another another tip or trick to kind of when you when you meet something you weren't expecting to be as difficult um, as it might be um, congratulations on pushing yourself that far you can do it um, and it's worth it there's plenty of other stories we could tell you about that trail that made that made that seem like just a um a one-off um, but yeah outdoor recreation is definitely a, a special thing of how it can challenge you of how it can you know, help you, but leaving that expectation at home is, is is a big deal, I think, and just going with the adventure. Um, one of the other, maybe one of my final thoughts would be, and maybe admitting it, would be how at some points um, my anxiety... Often gets the better of me, uh, because there's a lot of situations that you can't control in the outdoors, and I think our most recent example of that would be our um, kind of late season rafting trip. And although there's nothing in the world I'd rather do than raft the Wallowa and Grand Ron with our family, you know, usually the night before I start worrying about, okay, like, you know, what happens if you know, we get stuck, or if it's low flow, or if a kid falls in, and we can't get to him immediately. And so, you know, that's, those are things that creep in. And, and when you see the pictures of us, maybe, you know, I think the one we posted was that um, eagle cap train passing by and you're rowing, and it just looks like the most magical day. And it definitely was. But, you know, it's okay to have some anxiety or nerves going into an adventure because you really can't predict everything, but being prepared and, um, you know, learning about the outdoors and the activity that engages you, um, will just make that, um, go, go, I guess, lesson, you know, I think being prepared is, is always a part of it, but, um, do you, do you feel that way at all or do you usually feel pretty confident going in what do you what's your kind of game day prep
1: um i, I feel pretty confident uh in my i don't know, adventure skills i guess uh there's nothing that's that gets me real spooked or nervous um except maybe weather mm-hmm. uh i do remember that it's just kind yes. of come up like remember that trip we went to oregon butte and was that when all the tree fall was down and there was still snow on the trail
0: ton of snow we get to the top and like a thunderstorm is right on top of us and we're sitting at the highest point in the northern blues we were surrounded by light exposed
1: yeah for sure and that that storm came in quick and there's there wasn't really anywhere to go except you know hightail it back into the into the trees Mm -hmm. um but yeah other than that uh no um i guess one other thing would be Maybe just making sure I have all the equipment packed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, you don't want to be caught in a bad situation and I forgot my Garmin mm-hmm. or I forgot some first aid supplies or I didn't bring a jacket, you know. Mm-hmm. like
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll blog about that. Kind of our typical go-to, like these are our musts in our packs um, because we've definitely learned the hard way on most of those musts. And so hoping to pass that along so you can be prepared in your adventures as well. But I think, you know, this blog, as I'm as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking this isn't meant to be, you know, scary or depressing. It's just um, part of the learning cor- curve of engaging with the outdoors. And we were very much, and we can still, I still consider myself fairly green in the outdoor recreation world and just learning more and more and going and talking to people who, have been out there for 20, 30, 40 years and who are eager to share their knowledge. But, you know, I think one of the biggest hurdles is, you know, we see a whole lot of beautiful photos of people backpacking these, you know, Rocky Mountain Ridgelines or, you know, deep into the Cascades or kayaking this, you know, Puget Sound or with an orca in the back or something. And those are all, like, great ephemeral images, but... um when it comes down to it, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to change your plans. Um, but the more and more you go, I think you realize that you need to leave expectation at home. And, and really, it's about going for it and enjoying the experience, whatever that experience ends up being so that's what I hope you take away from this podcast is you know our Instagram feed definitely doesn't tell the full story of what we've gone through to um, get to those moments but those moments are worth every scratch or um, setback or um, you know failed plan don't you think
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, the with the whole expectation gap, it's learning to, you know, appreciate the moment. Um, a lot of times, you know, when you look up a trail you want to do, you're going to see the best pictures of it. Uh, you know, ideal, you know, conditions are going to be ideal. Uh, and so you get your, either yourself or your family all excited to go on this trip and you get there. And maybe weather has gone south, or there's bugs, you got a lot of mosquitoes, mm-hmm. or uh, the trail uh, has a lot of deadfall, maybe it's early in the season, or it's hotter than you thought it was going to be, um, or the st- trail is steeper or loose, you know, with rocks, um, and it ends up being more of a challenge than you anticipated. Um,
0: don't give up on that moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why we do our one mile rule, if it's, you know, if it's doable, Uh, So you can at least experience part of it, and then you can always come back. Um,
0: And And there's always something to see along the way.
1: Right. And instead
0: of going the distance, it can be about just hanging out with each other and talking or finding the rainbow.
1: You know, and another thing that we do is we generally, if we pick out an activity, right, there's going to be other alternative options Mm-hmm. Around that area, so if we go to one trail, a good example, mm-hmm. we went to Umatilla rim took the kids up there to do some mountain biking mm-hmm. stayed on the flat part just so they could we could assess their their skills and see how they do on a rough kind of bumpy trail and then we went down uh to another trail not far away, and mosquitoes we're eating it. Well, we could we not alive even,
0: they Yeah. We couldn't even get out of the car because
1: they were so thick. Oh, it was terrible. And so that put an end to that one right there, but not too far down the road was another place for us to go. And, uh, I like to have a backup plan,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: if possible. And usually two of them. And so, uh, you know, if we go to one place and that's just not going to work out, well, just down the road is usually something else that you can go do and, uh, just make the best of it. Um, for every picture of uh, a smiling face, there were some mm-hmm. you know some meltdowns along the way uh, and that's to, that's to be expected
0: from the adults or the kids exactly yeah <laughs> but well, we hope you're getting out there and I know it's been a tough uh, summer with uh, heat and smoke, but um, just keep your options open and um, and your expectations at home so We hope you enjoyed this episode of Outside Walla Walla's podcast. And um, I think your adventure is waiting. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Absolutely.